So, instead of asking you if you saw any movies this week, which I figure right. we already know which the I answer didn't. to. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, other than the movie we're talking about today, of course. Right. Um, I wanted to see if you had listened to the new Ariana Grande single. Uh, I had not until about five minutes ago. <laughs> um, do you know anything about her personal life? Like, are you up to snuff on her? Not to turn no. this into a celebrity gossip podcast. You're not? Oh. No, okay. I'm not. No. Whoa. Jesus. All right. Dish. Well, you, do you know about her, like, general reputation from, like, a few albums ago? I know that you're you're a fan. You're no, an Ari. No, wait. Taylor Swift film. was the one who did uh, Reputation. Shut God. <laughs> I know you're a Swifty, but you are also an Ari I'm a bit fan. of an Ari girly as well. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so you know that she has a, a general... Um, Kind of a, 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 I don't want to say promiscuous, that sounds like negative, but she has a, a bit of a, a she, she hops around. Uh, She's a free spirit. Yeah, she, she has a tumultuous uh, romantic life, I'll say, with right. Pete Davidson of it all and Mac Miller and Big Sean, all mm-hmm. of them. Well, so she was married after uh, Thank You Next came out, she got married and then she released Positions. Right, her most recent album, mm-hmm. the one that released during COVID that no one listened to, but it's really good. Right, right, right. Well, last year she got divorced. She's been filming Wicked, the movie adaptation of the Broadway musical Wicked. And so okay. she's been like kind of out of the public eye a little bit uh, for the last couple of years, kind of leaning really heavily into some strange, uh, I'll, I'll just come out swinging like I did on Grand Budapest, some like, uh, anorexia core uh, aesthetics and uh, not commenting on her body specifically, but some of the like posts she makes on Instagram and things are very like right. very, very ED core ED vibes. ED yeah. Build. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, she's been out of the public eye. Well, she, she started dating. She got divorced. She announced her divorce right. and like very quickly thereafter got divorced from like, she was married to like a real estate developer or something like some like random city. Okay. Um, and then immediately started to date her co-star in Wicked, who was married with a newborn child. Uh, he's like a, yeah, he's, he, I mean, Google him, uh, if, if you are so inclined Google like Ariana SpongeBob and it'll come up. Uh, his name's Ethan Slater. You could also Google his name, I guess, but, um, (laughs) he plays SpongeBob on, on on Broadway. Apparently there's a SpongeBob Broadway show. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, so you've mm-hmm. seen these memes or seen this, I've, this face? I've, I've, I've seen him on Broadway as Spongebob, yeah. You saw him? Wait, you went to the Broadway not, Spongebob? No, 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 no. I haven't okay. seen him live. I have not seen him live uh, on Broadway I was about as to Spongebob, shit, but I, Rick. <laughs> I have seen clips from his Broadway show as Spongebob. Okay. Um, and it's surprisingly good. It's not bad, yeah. And I remember that in the comments people were like, oh, man, I can't believe... Ari's into this. Yeah. And then, like, other people were like, no, I I kind of get it. Like, like watching his performance, I get it. Like, she's a... Because uh, they, they said, like, he has not band kid energy, but... Uh, theater kid energy. Yeah, theater kid energy. Yeah. And they were like, she's kind of into the theater kids. I don't know. Is she? I don't think she is. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean... I can tell you. I think she likes to... She really likes to date guys that are, like, below her in status, I think. And so... Wow. I, 
She really, I, I, I don't mean that. Like, and I think that's why her and Pete Davidson had so much like chemistry and like, yeah, I just, I think that she really enjoys being like the top dog. Um, okay. but anyway, so he was married and had just had a kid when he started hooking up with her and it's been this whole big mess. He got divorced from his like wife who's like again like not a famous person in the same way and so uh big big like um nasty cheating energy coming from this and so she announced this single and she's been like totally you know they've been flaunting it basically like they you know they're posting pictures of them and whatever and meanwhile the ex-wife is like this woman ruined my family (laughs) she's not a girl's girl (laughs) kind of thing um (laughs) And so she announced the single. To be clear, I really like Ariana Grande's music. Um, like, I, I think her run of, like, Sweetener, Thank You, Next, Positions is, like, an incredible three-album run. I think there's really good songs on that album. And she's definitely been through a lot personally. Right. So she announces this single uh, earlier this week, which I messaged you about privately. And I was like, my ED gremlins are going feral <laughs> knowing that this is coming. <laughs> And uh, so she releases this song, which is clearly supposed to be like a rebuttal to all of the press, the bad press that she's getting about her new relationship with with the SpongeBob guy. And it's so... Okay, but what did you think? I know you just watched the video or listened to it. I kind of liked it as a song. I don't know. You're crazy. You're fucking nuts. I didn't think it was like I didn't listen to it and immediately go, "Oh, this is horrible." But uh, I mean, it. Eh, I'm not gonna say it's like standard fare for her, but it's not like a bad song of hers. I think. You don't think? No. Oh man, I think it's so. First off, she's cribbing from like Beyonce doing house music last year right. or two years ago, really hard. Like she is. Like I saw, I saw someone online say, "If Beyonce is doing house, this is giving tent." Like she, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's just, it, it sounds like something you would hear in, you know, Sephora or, or a department yeah. store. Yeah. 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 No, it, it sounded Derogatory. like a radio <laughs> single, right. That I like, it's something I would expect out of, uh, I don't know, like, like a Sephora. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that in a horrible way. I mean that in a mean, oh, like it sounds know. fair. It's giving 2017. I think it's, it's. Uh, it sounds dated. I don't know. It's it's rough. And it does. It does sound dated. I'll give it that. It does sound yeah. like it's something out of like I'd say like yeah yeah maybe twenty seventeen twenty twenty ish. Yeah yeah. It, it it that kind of like house like uh, kind of sampling repetitive quiet vocals. Um, yeah right. and specifically the like the soft little baby voice that she uses to do the little breakdown like at the end is so. That's a pretty. Again, that's not. That's not a bad impression there. Thank you. I'm. I'm. <laughs> thank you. I'm shitting on this. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say birds of a feather, but she's doing, like the. Did you watch the video or just listen to the music? I just listened to the music. She's doing like little. I'm so like precious and manifesting. I'm a victim, like, leave me alone. What, why, why are you so concerned about my personal life? Like kind of thing. And it's, uh-huh. she has a history of this, of like, you know, leaning into like innocent childlike, et cetera. When she's like, yeah, you know, been accused of doing shitty things, like basically yeah, being blackface. a bad person. And then just yeah. like, ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, come on. I just yeah. want a baby. You got a baby. <laughs> 
Can I had a birthday boy on his birthday with the exactly. birthday glasses on. Like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just that and then just all of the lyrics that are very clearly being like, she's trying to say that everyone is projecting and that really she's so unbothered, but it's the ultimate, like, you know, what's the drill it, tweet? It's big copium, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh, what is it? Uh, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Yeah. I say as I, as I get smaller and smaller and turn into a cob or something yeah. like that. Yeah, corn yeah. cob. Yeah, it's that. So it, I don't know. I'll, I'm excited for this new era in that I do like her music generally, and I'm hopeful that she'll, you know, make something. If she's going to be messy, I hope it's good mess. But so far, it's not. Um, it's not painting out. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel like our pop is kind of in shambles right now. Uh, I'm not. You know, now that Beyonce has like finished her tour, released the movie, I'm like, okay, what the fuck the else is popped. going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look at the top top uh like trends and songs and i'm like we're just gonna listen to reggaeton for the rest of our lives i guess because nothing else is good (laughs) you know i feel like there's there comes a point in like everyone's life when they they're like oh man like like pop has like died it's over right i I mean it might just be getting older that was when michael jackson (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean well like for example rap has died off like rap is not not, and I mean, of course, there's still rap happening, but like, as a musical genre, it has totally fallen off, like in popularity, and like a lot of rappers aren't making music the same way that they did anymore. You still have Drake, yeah, but like, sure. can you name a Drake song from the last five years? I know, like, our, like Lucy could, but um, that's because she's no. But even <laughs> a died in the even fan. Drake, like, he's always had like those like singy bits in his songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw a tweet the other day where someone was like. uh they, they were talking about how Drake sometimes makes, like, anime references on his lives. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, man, you know, I really relate to Drake because deep down, he's just a fucking loser. And, like, so <laughs> many people were, like, ragging on him in the comments. And, it's like, true, though. Drake is a yeah, loser. Yeah, like, like, every comment he replied to, he was just like, he was like, no, I say that in, like, a good way because I'm also a loser. <laughs> like, I relate to him more. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, like, our titans of rap have kind of fallen to the wayside and even our you know women in rap have had like a huge resurgence we're not going to talk about fucking Nicki Minaj but like um Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat like all of the rappers who are like the female rappers who are big today are kind of infused with other genres not that's not to say they're not really rapping but their rap is very different than like trap music yeah or or even like like it's 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 it's, it's different from like right and it's different from like uh sort of more basic rap i guess like lauren hill that sort of style yeah yeah uh, and, and there's not many like women performing bounce like no bounce rap uh yeah you got what iggy azalea like <laughs> said it yeah and she's not even really making music anymore Ugh. yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's a few smaller rap artists that i like who have like definitely sort of they're incorporating more r&b it's definitely like way more r&b focused than it's ever been yeah yeah. Um, and e- even COVID guys that were things. like, yeah, yeah. Even guys that were like big into like bounce, like it, like it, once clubs started like shutting down, you can't really make like the vibe was just so wrong for that, like for that yeah. few years. And like, even after things opened up, like it's, it's not like shit didn't get popping like it was. It's true. Well, but, but then to counter that, maybe the uh-huh. biggest song of 2020 was WAP. 
you know, which is like absolutely not a song you listen to in your house, but there it is. I mean, you know, we were. So it just. That's uh, true. I, yeah, it's it's interesting I how it changed. But the thing is, you can't really like. That's not a great song to dance to, though, right? Um, well, for for you, for me, <laughs> it's I, I think it's really catchy and like I like it. But, like I don't know. I, uh, that's true. I I have to feed the cats real quick, or Lionel's gonna keep biting. Oh my god, this is a mess. So this podcast is we want to listen uh, to Ricky feed his cats, his five cats, which we established on the last episode. Gun to my head, don't know that I could name them all. We got Kita, which is like a small little runt, basically. Ricky's never going to hear this, so I can really go in on him. Uh, Oreo, who's like a big uwu-eyed cat. Um, they're all, all these cats are black and white. Milo's kind of like a bitchy older cat. He's long-haired. He's really cute, but he's skittish. Um, and then we got Archie and Lionel, who are both like all black, practically interchangeable, except I think Lionel is the one that's really big. Uh, and that's the one that Ricky, like, is really attached to. Why he has five cats, only he can really say. I'm back. Damn. Okay. I was going to talk about my my cat now that I've summarized all of yours. You, you can. Feel free to. Uh, my cat's name is Bankruptcy, or Banksy. Um, he's a cute little, the opposite of all of Ricky's cats. He's an idiot. Um, he's like a dog, more than a cat. Um, he's Prince Bankruptcy on Instagram. Uh, go follow him. How would you describe Banksy? Uh, he's not like a cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he's very much so not a cat, honestly. <laughs> well, this is We Want to well. Watch. Not We Want to Listen. Uh, we Want to Watch. Uh, my name's Lane. My name's Ricky. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies or... <sighs> Lately, it's been anime um, that we want to watch. Uh, whether that's because it's important or something we've heard about or we want the other person to see and let's let's be fair they were animated movies right it's not like i was recommending an anime to you goemon's blood spray was 51 minutes (laughs) like uh, (laughs) well qualifies as a short film yeah well i mean it's different than like right but it's like it's very different than if i had said like hey like would you want to check out one piece anime (laughs) yeah wow i would never never suggest one piece that's just fucking crazy yeah that would, that would have me laughed out of the fucking i don't even know podcast what, what we'd call this yeah our, our caucus our podcasting caucus, our caucus. <laughs> yeah. this week was elaine's frame uh and this week we watched the trial directed by orson wells from 1962 i don't want to say anything i have a whole ass page of notes so all i'll say is i'm really excited to talk about this movie with you but i want to hear about a Kind of what was your thinking going into this? Because I know you've seen just the one Orson Welles movie. Uh, And two, what did you think? Um, I liked the movie. I don't think I really got this one. Um, Common thing, I think, for for this movie, for people. (laughs) Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was well shot. And you know what? It didn't feel like a really old movie. Like, yes, it was in black and white. Yeah. It didn't feel like a really old movie. Like, it felt... Like, organic, I guess. Yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. I And I think I said that about literally every movie we've, we've reviewed. I've just straight up <laughs> said, hey, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a good experience. I enjoy, like, I, I think I just like watching movies, and I just don't do it. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's a shame. You should indulge more in watching movies. Wow. wow. 
Maybe you'll find something you don't like for once. Is there a movie you yeah, don't great. like? What's a movie you do not like? I don't know. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen the good ones, right? That's not true. Wow. Uh, what did you think about Smile? We saw that in theaters. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like that one? Um, I mean, that movie was affecting and okay. It was fine. Uh, like, it, it affected me more than it was good, I think. But that's because I'm okay. struggling with mental illness and not because the movie's good. Not to the movie's I, credit, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I uh, I liked it, both both as like a horror movie and just as a movie in general. Um, I thought it was like kind of creative, pretty interesting. Like, predictable, right? But like, in a good yeah. way. I think the best part of that movie is the very end with the, the monster. I have that mo- that clip from that movie wow. like on my YouTube playlist of like movie scenes I watch over and over again. Because that shit well, is crazy. If we're giving spoilers for the movie Smile, which, check it out, by the way, guys. Yeah, pause um, here and, and yeah. go watch that movie, I guess. Well, I mean, you've already spoiled like when the monster I said out, there's but... a monster at the end. <laughs> very wow. big spoilers for a horror movie. <laughs> uh I'd say one of my favorite scenes is actually where the where the guy like stabs himself in front of her and like makes a smile. That was. <laughs> I don't even remember what you're talking about. Cool. Honestly, is what it I'll was. Say. It was. It was. The, there was like one of her patients that was like. Oh, the guy who. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And he just he just like went to town. All. Yeah. 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 I, don't know. I thought that it was, was a good all right. One. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. But so I'm assuming you haven't read. I haven't read this either. The original Kafka like novel the trial yeah have you read any of this stuff are you familiar with it at all oh i've also read the the one where the guy becomes a oh my god i'm gonna feel so dumb because yes and the name is like metamorphosis (laughs) the metamorphosis fuck wow yeah that was a good one i haven't um (laughs) name a book you don't like too (laughs) Um... name any piece of media that you've consumed in a critical manner which you've disliked yeah, name a YouTube video that you don't like. <laughs> you like the Ariana Grande song. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing Ricky doesn't like. You're a true uh, film populist or whatever. The, the thing is, is like, even if something makes me feel uncomfortable, like, yeah, it's pretty good. The, well, yeah, that's different it, than it being bad It's or only good. if, like, I've watched something and I feel like, oh, like, this has literally just been a waste of my time. Do I feel like it's bad? Like, it's a bad thing, right? And I don't think this movie did that. Although, all right, I'll, I'll give my like sort of little opinions, like what I what I sort of got yeah, from it, go I guess. So it's not like hindered by what what you have to espouse. Um, so it's, I, I mean, it's kind of like a human condition thing, right? Where it's like, okay, well, like you are thrust into a like as a as a person, you are thrust into a world of I'll call it norms, right? Like social norms, which. You have to sort of abide by right the social contract, um, and it, you you may break some of these rules, and you don't quite understand that, understand why it's happening, understand how it happens, but in doing so, like like you you've already signed on to it, right? And then it, like there is always the possibility that you are outcasted and reviled for whatever you've done, right? And I, I mean, part of that causes people... Part of that is also, like, there's there's an unease, a guilt that can develop within people uh, who are otherwise very normal just because they don't know if what they're doing is right. And you can sort of get yourself tied up about that. 
And then rejecting that is also, like, seen as a crazy thing. But it's like, oh, like, you need to do things the right way. Like, you need to have a lawyer to represent you in your case, even if you don't know what the case is about. It's like, oh, you're going to reject your lawyer? How? You can't do that. And, and, <laughs> like, there's just so many times where, like, in, in the film, he's like, all right, well, like, if they try to charge me with something, I'm just going to laugh at them. And they're like, oh, you would, you would laugh at the High Inquisitor? And he's like, well, yeah, what's the High Inquisitor? They're like, he's the lowest judge of the land, you idiot, you idiot, you dummy. <laughs> and I don't know, it was like, it was inscrutable, right? Like, at least to me. Sure. And, and, and I mean, I, I I get the whole, like, the story, the, in, even the story in the beginning that, like, they talk about later. Everybody's heard of this. The, uh, um, the what law. is it? The, the parable about the law? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This door will, this door only opens for you. Because it only could open for you. Yeah. It's like, well, but like, why, right? And it never, it never explains that. I don't think it has to, right? That's sort of the, the mystique behind it. Well, I think the, I think it's not supposed to be seen as true, right? It's supposed to be like a mind fuck, like, don't you understand? Like, you know, you, you are trapped in, in our society, in our bureaucracy, and so. Right, right, right. We really never, do live you know, in a society, huh? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what this movie's about, I'll, I think. I mean, there's there's yeah, obviously yeah, more yeah. to it, though. I think it's more, it's less like we live in a society, more like you are the society. <laughs> but doctor, right, I am right. the society. <laughs> oh, my God. I hear what you're saying. I do think this movie, like, I watched this movie, um, this was the first time I'd seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I watched it, and I kind of knew the outline of the, like, the plot, um, and I did find it very, not alienating, but yeah, very kind of inaccessible. Um, like, it, yeah, you know, on yeah, a first yeah. watch, especially, it's very, especially with the um, the dialogue being delivered so quickly in some scenes and like not making sense. Obviously, like in the very oh. beginning, it's all meant to disorient you. Um, right, right, right. So real yeah. quick, did is this a French movie? Like, is it in French natively? No, no, but there's okay, a ton okay. of dubbing, which is why the lips right. don't match up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, okay. yeah, I was like watching this, I was like, oh, you're gonna, you're, Ricky's gonna be like, what the fuck? Why is this name Le Process instead of <laughs> the trial? Right. So I thought it was a French movie which had been dubbed, and I was like, wow, so like they use, but like it was dubbed when it was first released, and I was like, oh, they're using yeah. the release dub. This is like interesting. No, um, no hmm. so it's, um, so Wells often made movies that were international because of his kind of career trajectory. I don't know if we've talked right. about this, like you and I, but basically, no. like he makes Kane. People are like, mm-hmm. okay, that was pretty good, cool. And then a few years later, he basically, you know, he's making other movies and they're getting torn to shreds, like by studios who think, you know, okay, you, this guy can't, you know, handle all of the money and power. You know, he's only like 25 or whatever when he makes Kane. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay. You know, this kid's too big for his britches. And then, you know, the 50s happened with McCarthyism, um, of course. And, like, he is definitely up at the top of that hit list, even though he was just a socialist. He wasn't ever a commie. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he flees. And basically for the rest of his life, you know, he he can visit the United States, but he basically only makes movies abroad. And so a lot of his movies have collaboration from, like, French and German and like all, you know, people from all over, basically um, actors and, you know, other collaborators, filmmakers. He famously like one of his movies that only just got released like two years ago or whatever, The Other Side of the Wind. That movie, like he had to borrow money from Iran like days before the fucking revolution happened in the 70s. So like he, you know, he he was like partnered with 
like political operatives there just because he couldn't you know he was basically a, a I don't want to say like a street urchin. What's the right word for it? He he tried to kind a of vagabond. get money from wherever. Yeah, okay, I mean he yeah. was. Yeah, there's like a lot of mythology behind this guy, which is what makes him so interesting. But yeah, so basically he had a lot of international productions like that, and so that's why there's frequent dubbing in this movie. That's why the title is in French, is because it was filmed in France. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it is. The dubbing is is funny and also kind of gives. It really puts his fingerprint on this movie or fingerprints all over this movie, not only because he appears, Wells, in in the role of the advocate, but also, like, you hear his voice at the beginning, obviously at the end with the credits, and then all throughout the movie there's different characters who are dubbed by him, and you're like, it it really gives him this, like, patriarchal, almost, like, presence in this movie of, uh, you know, he kind of comes to represent the law in, like, fucked up bureaucracy uh, in in this really, yeah, omnipresent way um that i think is interesting in this movie but yeah the dubbing does it it, like watching people like any old movie there's a lot of dubbing in in a lot of old movies and so Mm -hmm. anytime you see that and it's like oh the lips aren't matching up with what they're saying it does take you out just a bit uh yeah i mean it wasn't too bad but like it it, because i mean it's you kind of get used to it watching like a foreign film but i i immediately was like oh like this is a foreign film which has been dubbed but uh I, i think they did well in keeping the like the dub lengths right the the thing that gets to yeah. me is when like a a particular actor like their line goes like very far over like right the dub the line goes far over or like far before um yeah yeah i hear line. you yeah right off the bat the movie definitely throws you off guard with the the parable the well the parable and then i mean the parable itself is like a good introduction right it's sort of sets the tone uh but the first scene that we see of i don't even remember the guy's name but our, our main K. character yeah. yes played by the anthony keys. perkins yeah okay yeah oh, wait whoa, whoa, whoa wait anthony perkins isn't he like old now uh I mean, he is old dead. now is he is he okay yeah never mind. he he i don't know who you're thinking of you think of anthony hopkins perhaps yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay i don't even have to look uh, up yeah <laughs> Anthony Perkins, uh, I think he died in the 90s. Um, He was most famous for being Norman Bates in Psycho, if that's a movie you've ever seen. Um, Or like the sequels. You know the movie Psycho. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but you know that movie. You've heard of that. Psycho? You're fucking kidding me. American Psycho? Or just Psycho? Just just Psycho. You haven't heard of the movie Psycho? The shower scene? Eh, eh. Oh, never... oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. I was about yeah, to yeah, yeah, get yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it. I haven't watched this now. Okay, but good, yes, good I've movie. heard of the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. He plays the kind of um, neurotic main guy in, in Psycho. I won't say anything else, but um, he he kind of looks like uh, Nathan Fielder. He does kind of look like Nathan Fielder. Yeah, true. I I honestly think Nathan Fielder probably got his character a little bit from this guy, right? That's true. Yeah, the kind of like. like the, like I don't teenager. know what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, <laughs> also, I mean, he, he's like, I mean, his looks wise for sure. But also the the way that he plays, like, I don't really know what's going on here. I'm just doing my thing. Why is everyone else being so weird? Uh, that that Fielder brings to pretty much Everything. all media, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, but yeah, from like the very first scene, uh. Or not the very. Well, I'll say from the very second scene, the very first scene that we see our protagonist. Um, yeah, in his apartment when the police first get there. Yeah, 
and the police are like not even questioning him just like telling him things um and trying to twist his words against him and then he sees like the guys from his work who are just like looking through his shit and his neighbor's shit and he's like ah what the fuck like you can't do that you can't be here why are any of you here what's happening yeah it's infuriating Um, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, I mean, it is very much so, like, uh, like, society, I hate saying this, society has built up a large number of rules, right, and, like, they're, they're load-bearing, they help society function, right, like, people have built up these rules amongst, like, what's acceptable, what's not, and then, like, sort of breaking those down, right, is, is always, like, a, it's, like, a hurdle to overcome, right? So, do you think this movie is about social norms because i read this movie very much about like the law as we understand it like legal bureaucracy and obviously like there's there's not like a super clear line uh, between those two things necessarily but right um, i i do think of this movie as very much about like political like society or or you know political roles in society versus um you know social norms like he behaves very he definitely be- behaves like he has something to hide. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And whether or not he's actually guilty, right? I, I think part of that, too, is I think there's subtext in this because the actor was a closeted gay guy. Um, and so I think there's some subtext there of, like, he's so pretty and so nervy, um, but he's also, like, kind of obsequious and an asshole. Like, and, like, the kind of... Yeah. Like, like he's he's... Um, like a middle manager, basically, like several times. And, he's like, and he likes to I'm say, "I'm the assistant department manager, yeah. or whatever." Yeah, and so you don't immediately like empathize with him, but that doesn't mean that he should be, of course, subject to all the things he is. But he's just as much part of society and like the the, the political machinations. He's he is uh you know an uh, uh, an accomplice to it. I do think this movie is mu- as much about like. People are in society, but they also are society. They're kind of one in the same. Um, and so that, right, I think that's right, right. why he's condemned, uh, well, which I don't think that's necessarily... Like, I think this movie's about Wells's views more than it is about the original story. Right. So it's it's like the idea of the Leviathan, right? And where, like, you give up certain liberties to be protected, right? Um, but they mention... He mentioned several times, like, I think he says it outright, like... He says, like, how can someone be innocent without feeling innocent? Or, oh, or yeah. like, how can yeah, he someone says be guilty like without feeling guilty? Yeah, um, he says stuff like that all the time. He's like, I, I, you know, I feel guilty even though I haven't done anything. Right, yeah. right. Like, like but when he you're has in class done something. and like, yeah. well, well, we don't know. Has he done something? Well, he's done something by being a part of the paper-pushing bureaucratic society and being a conformist, I think. Like, this movie right, made me right, feel right. guilty. Like, I'm, yeah. like, you oh, and yeah. I, we, we both work whatever not desk jobs but computer jobs email jobs as people like to say and so just watching this and it being like oh yeah like and that's not to say we're, we're the same kind of like sniveling ambitious whatever people as like the main character in this movie um but yeah it just it it did it is kind of like turning a mirror um on the whatever like the middle manager class of like you guys are the ones setting up these boundaries and you know trying to advance and and whatnot but uh you know at the end of the day the the law could be turned back on you and it and you can't talk your way out of it or schmooze your way out of it right i mean i think that it even comes down to like how the law operates but the law operates within bureaucracies right 
and bureaucracies are formed to protect those within it, right? Um, yeah. Like you want due process, you need due process in order to be fair, to be equitable. Um, but you can sort of get tied up within it. By design. Like, yeah. By design, by design, right? Where you can get lost within it. But it also helps, I mean, it's interesting that you bring up the middle manager thing because it, it helps you to sort of relieve yourself of sin, right? Like you, you abstract yourself from it, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a large part of society as a whole, right? We've abstracted away all of the sort of negative aspects of like what our, I mean, what our like living does, right? Like what our consumption does what impact our consumption has not only on the environment, but on the people around us. And, yeah, and the people that you're exploiting or right. consuming. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Not necessarily, Which, like, around us locally, but around us, right. like... The world. Supply yeah. chain-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's so funny, like, not this is maybe not related, but I think it is. Uh, there is such a, like, on the left today, there is such a, a tendency to use the there's no ethical consumption under capitalism like line to absolve yourself of your overconsumption and i know we've talked about this before but the uh yeah what well, why shouldn't i have enough money to live as frivolously as the uh you know as the upper class and why shouldn't i be able to even the okay people use this example and you know on its face i understand what people are getting at but they're like well you know the common advice is like don't buy a latte every day and you'll have, you know, your your soy lattes are like what's keeping you, the middle millennials or like Gen Z broke, right? Or avocado right. toast. Right, avocado toast, yeah. Yeah. Where, and, and people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's actually not that much money. And like, you know, why shouldn't I be able to enjoy this one small thing every day while billionaires have yachts or whatever? But it's mm. like, why are you entitled to the goods of like other countries? And why are you entitled to having them extremely cheap at the expense of you know, the labor of the global South, like that kind of thing. And it's, right, I'm not right. saying that like, that doesn't make it right for, you know, idiot financial advisors to be like, well, millennials just can't stop spending on lattes, but there's never that extension of like, well, maybe we all should eat more locally and not in a GMO hippie way, but in a, this is better for, you know, the global South and uh, other like exploited people around the world or, or even our own migrant farmers in, uh, America and, and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, I, I think technology a... is the biggest like aggravator there, um, at least in my mind, right? Or the biggest assaulter. What do you mean? I think the that consumer technology has not only had mass negative impact upon society as a whole, um, but mass negative impact upon uh, Earth's natural resources and true like the the people of the world right um and we we push for efficiency in a few areas but we allow just huge massive amounts of waste in sort of single-use uh technologies right so like a lot of silicon can't really be recycled or reused some of it mm -hmm. can it's it's a it's a difficult process it's not great um but we we burn through that right and a lot of that was on like planned ops like planned obsolescence of devices apple right. is notorious for this yeah. and they're also notorious for having 
horrible, horrible, like, supply chain... Human rights violations. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, like, they have a yeah. lot of blood on their hands, and people who buy into that have a lot of blood on their hands. I'm not saying that Android is any better, right? I'm not saying that right. Google is any better. Yeah. Uh, like, all of these choices are bad, and it, it's, in fact, it's a function of the system that this happens, and that system in itself is bad for that to be a function of the system. And, like, again, like, you're you're bought into it. You're, you're trapped already, right? Like, right. from the moment that you grow up with it, like, either you have a phone or you're an outcast right right um, like who doesn't have a phone anymore like there are very very right. few people yeah right, in america right, at right. least yeah um and, and so like great so now i'm essentially forced to in order to have the same quality of life and not even the same quality of life in order to be like a part viewed of society as a person <laughs> right like yeah, as a human yeah. being to be a part of like functional society I need to have blood on my hands. I need to contribute to that. Right. It's like, right. okay, great. So I'm already culpable based off that. Yeah. Um, it's one of those fundamental contradictions that Marx talks about, honestly, is, is like yeah. that you have to, you know, participate in like the comic that people always reference, but, um, but the, the analysis stops there. My, like people yeah. don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's I think the that's, same thing as, it's the same thing as like, oh, 99% of pollution comes from like the top five corporations right what are those corporations doing right they're providing (laughs) services for you the the consumers right like goods or services right yeah yeah it's not like they're just exchange for good and services it's like (laughs) great yeah yeah and so this movie i think um you know obviously like wells and kafka they didn't know right to the extent that we'd be arguing about avocado toast 40, 50, I, 60, 100 the, the years The thing from, is, I, I think know. that, like, the patterns were already in place, right? Like, it's a very... For sure. for Totally. Absolutely. Right. Especially it's, in the It's 50s. a societal thing to do. Maybe not a human thing to do. Like, it's not it's not something that a... Oh, fuck. It's not like... Like, homo sapiens is not... Are not, like, predispositioned to do that. If, if what we were... What did you just call me? Right. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Hetero sapiens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... But yeah, like Homo sapiens would like if if they were in another environment, right, and they had adapted to another environment. It's it's not like like it's a feature of the system, right? One that right. they created that we created. Um, you're you're yeah. a rat in a cage at that point, um, and like despite all your rage, yeah. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. You know, it's good that you did that because I was like, am I going to have to pull the French champagne commercial and use that as our outro for... (laughs) Alright, so we're like... We're like 10 minutes wasn't an only son, too. That's crazy. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Alright. We can keep going with the... Sorry, I have to let Archie in, but we can keep going with the, uh, the rundown of the movie. So... So... The interactions yes. with his neighbors and his landlady, who is obviously into him. Yes. Um, even before that, I mean, this it's funny. Um, so I did watch uh, as well, like, a, a interview or a Q&A session uh, that Wells did, like, 30 years later um, about this movie with a group of, um, like, USC students or something, like, film, film study students. Mm-hmm. And uh, in it, he denies that this is, like, an erotic movie. 
Um, he kind of said, or he denies that he's an erotic filmmaker. Uh, he denies that there's like a ton of sexuality in his movies, um, in it. And it's, that's fucking insane because this movie, I mean, obviously there's things in this movie that are like overtly sexual, like the, uh, you know, he calls the, uh, what is it? The phonograph. He calls it a portograph in the opening scene, the argument about the word ovular, ovular, like, you know, obviously that's, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Eggs, ovum, whatever. I mean, take your pick, but then also all of the women in this movie, like Wells is on the record being like, literally like, I hate women. Like he said that, (laughs) like those those words verbatim. (laughs) And so you can kind of tell with this one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He, he can't help himself. Like, you know, God bless him. Like, he, he cannot help but be like, okay, women are either all, like, shrewish, like, uh, motherly types who, like, are overbearing and, like, can't help but, like, smother you, or they are seductresses or, like, screaming, dripping, you know, with, like, sexuality, like, uh, you know, women with ulterior motives, or even, like, little girls screaming after uh, Joseph in that, that crazy hallway sequence when he visits the artist. Um, the, the, the treatment of women, like, and specifically the the way that they're basically shrouded in sexuality in this movie is really fascinating. I think that adds a, a level of like, um, I don't want to say symbolism, but yeah, uh, 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 a level of understanding of like, are women, um, you know, the keepers of society? Like, what is the, the interpretation of like, what is women's role in society? Are they basically there to signify transgression or like to be keepers, you know, gatekeepers of boundaries? Um, It's just every time he encounters a woman, he's either, you know, like kind of goofy the way that he approaches, for example, his neighbor who he peeps on, he's like nervous and, and, you know, unprepared and, and shy, but then he is trying to make these like very clownish advances on her when she's drunk uh, but then every time he meets a woman after that, he's like kind of revo- re- repulsed. Um, mm. And these women are are framed in this like repulsive way, like the the woman dragging the suitcase, you know, she which is an incredible shot. Like that sequence is all one, you know, one one take, kind of yeah. long, yeah, um, really cool. But just yeah, mm. uh, it, it's so stark and scary and and uh, you know funny. Uh, She's very confrontational time, but... about it too. Yeah, it's so funny. Have Have you ever read or seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No. Okay. Um, it's a, a an absurdist play. I won't get into it, but basically, it's a, a you know two side characters from Hamlet uh, going through the plot of Hamlet. But they, you know, all the dialogue is basically like them kind of having these like non sequitur, um, absurd conversations that like it sounds sometimes like they're talking to two they're talking to different people than each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the impression I got, not only from the opening scene where he's talking to the detectives, but also anytime he's talking to women specifically, but kind of anyone in this film, um, you know, it, he, he can't get direct answers to his questions, you know, he's being denied, uh, or, or, you know, he's often too afraid um, or too defensive to actually get anything accomplished or get straight answers to anything in this movie. Even when he's on the offensive, like, everything is just so like obfuscated right and uh like it they nothing seems to make sense at all for sure by design again yeah yeah i i do also want to comment on the portrayal of women um even his like his like young cousin 
Um, oh yeah, that that part was so like it's not the, sexualized the by him directly, thankfully. No, but, uh, but like his boss was like, hmm, hmm, well, you, know, you gotta watch yeah, out, you he, gotta get her out of here. Yeah, and he like accuses him of being like a pedophile. Basically, he's like, what? Yeah. She's like sixteen. <laughs> You're disgusting. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> it's really fucked up. And it funny. was so weird because he was like, oh, she's sixteen. Cute as a button. You're fucking disgusting. It's like, wait, yeah. pause, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that says something about how, like, Wells sort of interacted with women in life. I don't know. Um, Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, how he saw them, and, like, how, how women interacted with Wells during his life. Uh, His, hmm. his, the full version of that quote is, I hate women, but I need them. So, like, and, you know, he, he collaborated (laughs) with a lot of the same women, you know, over and over again. He was married, you know, several times, but... Um, his like longtime partner at the end of his life was a woman, um, mm-hmm. you know, like creatively, uh, if you remember from F for fake. No, so, I watched yeah, it, it just... when I was like eight. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> you couldn't come up with a crazier movie to see when you were eight. Um, but yeah, so he, I, I do think that he had at best a complicated, uh, relationship with women and it's just like all over his filmography. It, it's very present, you know, Kane, it's. There's women in that, and women are treated a little bit more tenderly, but in this, it's like, yeah, just w- women are just, I mean, obstacles, I, basically, or, or boundaries, you know, to be transgressed. I don't know, even in Kane, like, there are more set pieces in in most cases. Um, yeah, they're I, not I, as I, principal. I, yeah, I mean, like... There's not as many women either in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I guess his wife in Kane, he does show at least some form of preference towards. Uh, although he, yeah. like, it, it's in a weird controlling manner. Um, but yeah, well, we're not yeah, talking about Kane here. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it, you can't help but draw comparisons, I think, because this movie is so bleak and pessimistic, whereas Kane is, like, it's nostalgic and it's sad, but it's it's more nostalgic. And this movie, I think, is It's also, also a little bleak, right? You can have it all and you know, still yeah. want just the one piece that'll make you whole right Uh, unless you're donald trump in which case you think that movie's great because it shows a guy getting rich and having it all and everything's fine right (laughs) um but yeah i uh i do think this movie is like it's bleak but it's also it's kind of obsessed with the past in a way of like it's more it's more scathing toward the past go ahead before we move on, let's let's continue the the look at women in this the movie. Um, oh sure, yeah. I mean the plot, eh? Whatever. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, whatever. We don't go through the, the plot in this movie. Yeah. In this podcast. I mean sometimes we anyway. do, but um, so women. I mean, yeah. So it's this might sound weird. I think it, the movie being shot in French is a maybe it's, maybe it's not like a a point like necessarily. You mean uh, shot in taken. France? Or, shot in france or like and and like okay in, and french, having french actresses having french yeah a- okay. actresses yeah actors um the the way that women are presented within society they only have soft power right within the bureaucracy here right we don't see any That's women true. within positions of hard power and it's even the the one woman who uh, was like fraternizing with one of the judges or something um the guard yeah or the guard yeah uh she like made a little joke like oh what if i was yada yada judge and like dismissed out of hand immediately right Mm -hmm. um 
so it's it's kind of reminiscent of not just the spot in which for like a large portion of time women have held only positions of soft power within society and i mean that's sort of changed towards more general equality lately um but especially around the french revolution it there was like a huge calling out against that i forget who wrote letters to the general populace um but like they were I wish I could remember her name. Um, but but there was there was a woman who was essentially like, she was a woman of the night, right? Uh, she was like in the pleasure quarters. Uh, and she essentially said like, hey, like, look around you. Look at what you can accomplish. Look at the power that you hold now and like see what could be, right? Um, and it, it, was, it was sort of like a direct call from being like, oh, hey, like, sure you have a lot of soft power and sure you 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 know can curry favor with um these men mm-hmm. in positions of power but what if you had that yourself like what if what if that could be yours yeah. like like why are you not aiming for that why why is this the life that we're content with um and i mean that that was a sort of direct call out to it and i just think it's interesting that that's french and this being a french film um it's well. It's it's not yeah. like a direct call out of that, but it's definitely, I don't know if that's like a cultural thing there, but uh, it, it it definitely sort of highlights that sort of soft power, hard power sort of thing. Yeah, I see that. I, I think also too, contextually, this movie came out 1962 and the 60s was really when like French new wave cinema uh, kind of started taking off. Um, and so like, in the context of um, of like movies in general, uh, that is kind of a time a, a, a different depiction of women was you know eminent, um, or, or or was yeah just that's what I think when I think of French New Wave I do think of like different roles for women being offered than traditionally uh, in, in cinema. There's a lot right. of like um, yeah just there's a lot of like interesting not necessarily quote, empowered in the way that you're talking about, but just more interesting female characters in French New Wave, I think, than other films of the time or, like, of the preceding couple decades of of cinema, especially in America. And so... Which is um, a form of empowerment, right? Like... Sure. I'm just saying not politically in the same way of, like, you know, yeah, yeah, being part of bureaucracy, et cetera. Um, But I don't think that Wells is necessarily interested in that. I don't think that he cares. No, no, no. I don't think he cares. I mean, he... It's funny, he was, like, a very outspoken, like, socialist and progressive with racial issues, but to my knowledge, I don't think he ever cared about feminism. He probably was, like, I, this is probably me not, like, <laughs> what's the, what's the phrase, don't, don't um, meet your idols, but um, I probably, like, if <laughs> yeah. I googled, like, Orson Welles feminism, I'd be extremely disappointed, but, um, Yeah, you know, I don't think uh, it was intentional. I think it was just a sort of, like... A product of having French right 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 and that sort of like mindset that stylization i guess um yeah or or even just like a a product of how orson viewed like women's role within society right yeah that's true i i do think that he yeah i mean there's a lot of lines literal physical like talking about the cinematography here a little bit Mm -hmm. um literal oh. lines separating women from Joseph in this movie. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of actually physically showing that there is 
like either sexual repression happening or you know something else going on where he he just can't he can't seal the deal um or right. he, or these women are like you know again like these these tra- transgressive kind of symbols um to him um and they're you know part of society but they're like you're saying they're not occupying the same role as like the men that he has to deal with who are mm-hmm. often like more patriarchal um figures and and speaking of the cinematography where the fuck did they shoot this like okay actually i brought the uh, yeah i wrote this down because i i wondered the same thing i was like well these are sets but what the fuck yeah like, <laughs> yeah it's but, it's a a french abandoned mm-hmm. railway station okay, so like he sense. apparently yeah, yeah. he's apparently gonna say it's like it's a to... kind of industrial but there's also like areas that were broke yeah like it's yeah. very like like ostentatious kind of uh and, you and know, just weird like it, it, it was anachronous yeah. with itself which was like yeah Cool. It was was cool. It was just so odd, like to to look at. And like some of these places were big. Like I was like, "There's no way they made this just for this movie." So like, so they started. They started it in Yugoslavia, um, but then (laughs) they transitioned over to Paris uh, to try to find a place to film there. And so he found this like railway station in Paris that was, you know, um, basically they they like redressed the whole idea of the movie um which was apparently way more expressionistic so like you know the scene um with the painter that he goes into like that like room that like little tower the wooden tower that the painter's in makes no fucking sense like there's like hallways upon hallways it's like designed like a fucking cinnabon like you know like there's like (laughs) swirling it on itself and then there's um, you know, it somehow connects to the sewer. Like, yeah, sure. It, it, it's it's um, a little plate of funnel cake, right? End of the day. And, yeah. And the rest of the movie is kind of, has that, like, dream, you know, dream logic or, like, illogical set, you know, um, like, pathways where he's opening a door and suddenly you're in the court. Or, like, you're opening a door and suddenly you're outside or whatever. Right, um, right, right. And so, apparently, things were more, the original design sketches that they had were more kind of to that you know, in that way of like very expressionistic, like crazy high ceilings that they could utilize like really, or like really long hallways that they could do a lot of like um, really crazy stuff with shadow. But instead they had this railway station. And so they did a lot of like deep focus, um, you know, again, these like long hallways uh, and um, you know, the, the, the kind of like big spaces that are shown to like overwhelm uh Joseph, like these, mm-hmm. like you're talking about, like these really high ceilings, like really crazy, like intricate designed, like Baroque um, architecture. And then there's also these really cramped small spaces with these low ceilings, like in the very beginning in his apartment to show that he's trapped. Right. right. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, when they're in, like in that scene with the, with the lady with the trunk, they look mm-hmm. like they're in the Eraserhead city. Like they yeah. look like they're yeah, walking yeah, yeah. through. <laughs> So it's it's really it's an impressive it's an impressive looking movie and I think it's it conveys that tone and, and makes you uncomfortable in a way that you know adds to the like alienation for sure and the the way that the the same way that the dialogue is sort of stilting um, where like people are just sort of talking at each other um, and sometimes not even at each other yeah. they're just talking and they're in the same room and um, like things are happening because of that um, like in the mm-hmm. dialogue. Which is, like, it's it's so odd, but that's sort of complemented by this, like, really, like, odd, disjointed sort of cinematography where you don't really see transportation, right? Like, that's not... Yeah, he'll just show up. Right. 
right, right. And like when he leaves, he's just gone. Um, the only the only time that you really spend any time showing him walking somewhere is at the very end when he's being right. led to the big crater. There's like, I mean, it's a long sequence of him being led by those two policemen, you know, mm-hmm. through like, like over the river and through the woods, basically he, like they take him on a journey um, out there. And so but, I think right, yeah, right. it's the first time that he feels outside of like the bounds of, you know, the society that he's in. And really that's part of his arc too, is like at the end of the movie, he finally accomplishes like some agency and does something actually truly you know, um, antagonistic toward society is when he picks up the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's his Sorry, crime. Sorry, I cut you off. Right? No, 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 that's fine. Uh, I mean, that's his, I mean, it's it's kind of like that's his crime right at the end of it all. Um, which is just, and he even yells at them. He's like, what, you're going to like, you're going to make me pull the trigger? Or I think he says like. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to do the it. Knife yeah, or whatever. What yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, you have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, very middle management, very, uh, again, sort yeah. of abstracted from whatever consequences uh, your decisions or actions may have. Yeah. yeah. It's hard yeah. not to watch this literally, I think. Like, it, it, you know, I know that this is symbolic, but like, uh, or not symbolic, but allegorical. But um, I think today, especially that opening scene of like, mm-hmm you know, the the police state surveilling him and trying to twist his words on him. It's hard not to watch it and be like, oh yeah, this could like actually literally happen to, you know, somebody today. Um, I know that yeah. we're not necessarily as dire as like that, but you watch, inter, you know, um, interactions that police have with civilians, especially Any homeless disadvantaged people. Or, yeah, peoples, or, right? or people of color. Yeah. yeah, you watch these videos and it's like, Oh, they'll like use these tactics for real though. It's it's scary. Yeah, and it's so being a part of many online circles, um I mean obviously the left brings that up a lot, but uh yeah. the the ones that the right gets really outraged about are the the acts against like white people where that sort of stuff oh, happens, sure. right? Yeah. Um but it's yeah. like it's the exact same thing, right? I thought you were going to bring up sovereign citizens. I was like over oh. you don't. Oh no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Um, but like, don't it, make it, me pull out the AJ voice. Sorry, no, go ahead. but it, it'll, it'll be the same thing where like police officers are giving multiple commands, often conflicting, and then they they just like fire. Interpret your words, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And they're like, oh well, like he w- like he wasn't following my commands, and it's like, well, yeah, because you told him like four or five different things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or there were multiple officers there, all giving different commands. Um, Mm-hmm. And like, like there's, again, like you're stuck in a system or like that, like that person, whoever is, is being yelled at, right? Like they're stuck in a system. They don't know, like, not that they don't know what is right, right? But like, you're already implicitly, you feel guilty because you're, your guilt is being thrust upon you. And yeah. now you have to find your way out of this. And it's like, well, what doesn't get me killed here, Right. Like, right. how do I get out of this? How do I survive this? And um, it, it, it seems like, like, uh, a lot of times it seems like there's no way out, right? And then even at the end of all of that, right, the, the people who have abused their power and who have, like, who commit these atrocities, I mean, maybe atrocities is going a bit far, but, like, 
they're doing something wrong. Yeah, obviously. injustices. Injustices. Yeah. 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 Um, and they get off scot free, right? Like I've seen many cases where police officers get like years oh, sure. of paid leave. They get like their pension. Um, they're they're allowed to live much like much much better than normal members of society, and maybe not much much better, but they they're living above average for sure. It's oh, totally. being paid Cops for super overpaid, yeah. Right, and it's being paid for by the society that they have wronged, right? Because like they're breaching the social contract, like they are given power within the society in order to execute yeah. certain social contracts, and they broke that, and yet they get off, like they not not only get off scot free, they they like ascend to like a higher plane almost, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't think they're actually breaking the social contract they're they're upholding it they're doing exactly as they're supposed to because they're the social contract isn't saying you know actually protect and serve people like that's not it's not right it's, it's like people it's protect and serve the interests of the power yeah city, right? yeah i get that right right yeah and, and I so mean, so yeah it's a it's a feature of the system it's not a bug right right right, right. but in, in in an ideal society but it's right? still fucked up yeah of course right yeah. right the, yeah. the social trust is given that that the powers that be or whatever uh that they are creating these laws and they are working for the betterment of the people and that's the sort of oath that they're supposed to take to protect and serve is the oath that they're supposed to take but it's and i mean like i hate to bring up the simpsons here but like like they say in the simpsons right uh (laughs) marge is getting arrested and she says i thought you said you were powerless and wiggum goes ah powerless to help you not to persecute you (laughs) as he's like slapping cuffs on her um sure so it's yeah. like I, I mean yeah and that's that's kind of how it shakes out at the end of the day right like again and i mean in this movie they're like the the authorities are definitely have power to persecute but like the the people that he turns to for help all of the time they're like ah well you know i have friends in high places yeah we can find a way yeah. you know and it's like and he just goes, what the, what are you, what are you talking about? I, I'm innocent, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Society. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I, I mean, I do think this, you know, um, that is the point of this movie is like, you can be a victim and a member or a contributing, you know, factor in society being shitty and you are you know there's no way of opting out i think that's why the movie kind of starts with the parable too is because it's like oh yeah like this is you're meant to kind of stew on it and have that frame of mind just the way that you would if you lived in this particular society you know of like oh yeah law is like this inaccessible thing uh Mm -hmm. and really you're you're fucked you there's no way that you can kind of get through but you'll you know you're told this whole time that you can right Um, Right. you know even though that's not true and that you know could the man of the parable have just used violence basically or like you know transgressed um and and kind of broken the rules uh to to get through like that's not even presented as an option right Um, but well because at that point but like, you then you have broken the rules, and then they have right. something that they can use against you. And it's like, so so right. you can take the moral high ground, or you can take the, the societal, not societal, ethical, in, inter-societal high ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is still the losing move. 
and you don't even get the satisfaction of giving giving him a little little black eye or a little nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else haven't we talked about in this movie? Um, so the ending, mm-hmm. right? I think uh, the ending has changed. So apparently, in the original book, which I guess Kafka never actually officially finished, like it was posthumously published. Um, in the original, the guards kind of pass the knife back and forth through each other, and then they say, well, why don't you do it, Joseph? Why don't you kill yourself? Like, have this dignity of killing yourself instead of us killing you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he refuses, and so he gets stabbed, and he dies like a dog is the, the verbiage. So Classic. And Yeah, I mean, great ending. This ending, um, I get why it ends this way. Like, it is kind of showing a bit of a, a more of an arc of, you know, for the main character. It's giving us a little bit of, like, a redemption almost to him. He's no longer a part of the conforming, desk-driving, you know, ambitious, uh, whatever, like, middle manager type. Yeah, um, yeah. And instead he's, yeah, he's he's breaching that transgression and he's finally doing an act of violence against the bureaucracy, the law, Um but uh, I don't know that it fully works. I feel like it should, you know, I don't know that the arc is earned. It's one of the things mm. that keeps this from being, I think, like a, a perfect movie to me is the, the ending change. I feel like I, I kind of want to see him die. Like I want it. <laughs> I want the pessimistic ending. I don't yeah. know. I, I think part of it is also to keep it with the, the tones of the bureaucracy, the government, uh, the authority they don't get their hands dirty because they they never really like use force on him throughout the whole movie right um yeah and they they keep that up through the end right where it's like well you gotta do it yourself and he says like you you come do it you come do it right but like they're all middle managers it's middle managers all the way down um where where they're again like the abstraction they're they're not going to get their hands dirty and he explodes (laughs) <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a... It's it's probably like the... Yeah, one of the saddest um, parts of, like, I think of any Wells movie I've seen, too. Mm. It's a very pessimistic movie. Um, yeah, oh yeah. That's what yeah. I'll say. I think so. a lot of Wells movies are pessimistic. I thought Citizen Kane was really pessimistic as well. Um, but that was just I my think view it's on it. Pessimistic, but... There is a glimmer of hope. I think there has to be when you're dealing with nostalgia in a way that that movie is so so obsessed with, um, I, and so yeah, but yeah, you kind of have to come away with it being like, well, at least there were good times, and like maybe if you, you know, man is attracted to, you know, power and greed, but right. there's still a child in all of us, kind of a thing. I you know okay I, I get that, um, but also I mean there's the flip side of it where. He dies alone. Yeah, hey, yeah, he dies alone. Um, and he was so like focused on this idyllic past, which never really existed, right? Like, like he he ties in the idea of oh, uh, this not snowboard um, sled, right? Represents all of my childhood happiness, right? And like this is mm-hmm. my happiness. That's what I need back. Um, have you ever seen... Oh. All right, give me one minute. No, take your time. I'm, I'm so excited. You asking me about a movie I've seen, which means that you have seen another movie too. <laughs> have you seen Mark Osborne's Moore? I don't think so. Let me look this up. 
Um, it's six minutes. It's real short. Uh, oh, okay. In fact, oh you no, could, I have not seen this. You could even yeah. watch it right now. Um, but yeah, Mark Osborne's more because I mean it's it's really succinct and it's it's like, hey, uh, what if like in trying to pin down that like happiness from childhood, um, I mean he gets sort of into like the capitalistic expression of it and like uh, by by trying to like root it down but by trying to find the root of it uh you kill it right um like it's it's not something that can be commodified it's not something that can be captured or contained um it's something organic and it'll it'll always find its way right like i i think mark osborne's more it has a much more optimistic view than citizen kane does um you know what it's six minutes so if you want to watch it real quick okay That would actually be pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah, um, let me do that. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. What'd you think? That was really good. Uh, first, I'll say, didn't expect to hear New Order um, while yeah. watching that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, that was good. I, I liked it. It was um, a good parable about uh, why you can't just do LSD all the time. True, um. <laughs> true. I mean, also, I think it, it points at the sort of wider... Um, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just being facetious, but uh, it did make me want to do drugs again. But uh, no, it's, um, yeah, very, very pessimistic, but I, I don't know. Um, There's some optimism. There's some yeah, optimism toward the very end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I th- like the, the main theme of it being that like, damn, we really do be in a society, huh? Um, which <laughs> I think it's yeah. Hmm. Go ahead. Well, I mean, no, it, it, it it forces you to become something that that you don't want to be, um, and yeah, uh, it it sells you on a dream that doesn't exist, right? Uh, well, a dream uh, that can't exist. Not only you know that can't exist in a society like that, but also. That you can't recreate and manufacture, basically. You could recreate it. You could still have, you know, moments of joy and bliss and and whatever, but um, not not produced in a factory, you know, by a scheming, like, Charles Foster Kane type, basically. (laughs) Right, right, right. But, like, the... And the the way that society has built itself, the, the only way to really enjoy it is the only way to really find those like moments of connection those moments of like clarity of happiness are outside of it right um yeah like you have to be far far away and those are the only times that he uses those really like those warm colors like right at the beginning and then right at the end um yeah you, you see that like true warmth and then everything else is the that sort of like bright fabricated light um yeah. Like cartoony light so yeah i don't know that's that's probably like i mean it's probably my favorite short film um that's a rick pick for sure <laughs> yeah you stuck a rick pick even in this lane stream well, how dare you hey, i don't know what to tell you i'm making all of these double features <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's a triple feature if you count the ariana song too. Ooh, facts um 
anything else about this movie? I will say, like, the, the actual composition of a lot of these shots is so nightmarish. Um, <laughs> ones that come to mind, the flogging scene, the scene mm. with the two guards, you know, that's, like, shot and handheld, um, and the, like, focus is changing, and there's, like, this violent editing um, while they're being flogged, and while Joseph is, like, struggling to get out of, of the door the first time. That's yeah. really nightmarish, really dreamlike and not in like a even a surreal way way, but just well definitely not in a good way but (laughs) um there's also when he visits uh the advocate there's several rooms that are just like rotting piles of books and chairs that are just so grotesque um and they're coupled with Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it is it, it the the design of that of those rooms in particular uh yeah are Definitely an inspiration, I think, for Eraserhead, or at least uh, Lynch in general, probably. Um, you know, but yeah, the, the, they're so yeah grotesque. And then to couple those with a lot of the close-ups of Lenny, the, the, the Lenny nurse character for The Advocate, who we haven't really talked about much, but she's like very, yeah, she's not, she's shot very lasciviously, I would say, um, where, you know, it's not like there's, like zooms on her butt or whatever, but like she okay. is like shown in this like shot in this very like seductive kind of sensual way, you know, especially when she's like leaning in to like talk to the advocate at one point and they're like practically on top of each other. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sensual is a very good way to put it. It's it's not like the Rosian Z fucking like yeah right, skirt right. up shots for the first twenty minutes, but right, right. But she, you know, her eye makeup. Um, she has this like extreme eyeliner that like trails off her face and it gives her face this like um really kind of wide look to it and i mean she's beautiful but um it's you know they do a couple close-ups of her or like she'll like extend her neck and it makes her head look like um like like just a uh like an extension almost of her neck instead of a head it's it's really i don't know they they shoot her in a very grotesque way too i think which is obviously intentional um is she doing eyes or is that is that fawn eyes siren eyes she's siren maxing siren maxing okay good yeah yeah yeah. just wanted to to see um (laughs) yeah she uh, her her eye makeup is like um she's doing this she has this like very harsh um like liquid eyeliner on she has like this very straight uh across the eye um, eyeliner look that looks good it, it makes her eyes look really beautiful but it's also very intense and like um not fiery but like um yeah yeah like like almost penetrating like she has like this very like sharp uh look because of that mm-hmm. um and of course you know she's like she's working with the advocate she's using her right soft power to try and you know they, they talk about how the advocate says like oh you know she tells me about all the affairs she has and she finds accused men attractive and yeah, um, yeah, all of yeah. that. Um, so obviously but she's only when he allows her like, yes. Yeah. yeah like, of course. Oh, of course. okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she still cool. does it, but I, she only tells him when he allows her. That's what it was. And it's like, yeah, it is. A, yeah. It's like a weird fine distinction between the soft power, hard power where it's like, that's her soft power. She's yeah. allowed to wield that. But yeah, that she she has she would have power against him like leverage against him for that which he does not want to hear, but she right. she can't abuse that because of his very real hard power. Right, right, yeah, 
I mean, even, you know, that's probably, she is uh, not a conformist, but, you know, she's kind of a middle manager in that way, uh, the same way that Joseph is. You know, she'll wield whatever small power she has to, over somebody else to, you know, advance herself. And that, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. For her own ends. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, who doesn't, right? You know? Like, every, everyone's. yeah. Maybe not everyone, but, like, most people have their own sort of. And, like, even, like, uh, our, our main guy, like, he's got his systems and he. Like I, I have my systems. Yeah, he comes off very in the beginning, very, uh, very autism coded. Where he's like, "Yep, no, I have my systems. I, I like to get a, I like to get uh, in the tub in the morning. Um, And if I get in the tub in the morning, I don't want to go out into the hallway. It'll be too cold. It'll be too cold in the hallway." Oh, see, I don't, I don't think that's supposed to be abnormal. I think everybody has those routines. But if you try to explain, like, actually, when I, you know, whatever, make my eggs in the morning, I like to make sure that uh, I pull out the butter five minutes beforehand so it's a little bit soft. You know, or what, like, anybody who explains their routines out and tries to be defensive about them is going to sound, whatever, neurotic or, uh, yeah. you know, obsessive about them. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. probably not really, you know, he's he's constantly talking about how he has this, like, um, upcoming promotion that he's kind of gunning for. Like he said, yeah. well, before you know it, I'm going to be X, Y, Z of the department. And so instead I feel like his anxieties are coming from his place and not so much like his place in society instead of, you know, his, his, whatever, his, uh, uh, social alienation, I right, guess. Right. It's not an internal, like, it's external. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I definitely, like, I got over it, but, like, the very, the very, very beginning, I was like, oh, like, and, and like, also, like, the social nervousness, but then, like, it's it's sort of, as, as the movie goes on, it definitely bleeds more into, oh, like, he has guilt, even if he maybe hasn't done something yet, he is still guilty, at least in his heart. Yeah, he's, I think he's guilty, he has a guilty conscience, yeah. in the sense that he knows that he is living a whatever exploitative life or yeah like the uh an unproductive life what you know how depending on how harsh you want to be um of like a conformist uh or conformity but yeah i think he hasn't actually done any an act that is transgressive um but he nonetheless has a guilty conscience and i think you know the law is seizing upon that uh for for a, a you know new blood yeah. Oh, yeah it's a cool movie i feel like we could talk about it for a long time. Like, I have notes that we haven't gone over, but um, we're coming on an hour and a half here, so. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is yeah. a cool movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, maybe not liked it a lot. I did like it. Like, it was difficult in different ways than Incendies was difficult, right? Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Right. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta keep uh, not bring up that movie anymore. <laughs> Well, all right, but I, I, I mean, they're both difficult movies, and that's just where I'm coming from with that. Sure. Yeah. Difficult. Hmm? Well. Well. That makes it... Uh, also, before we get to that, I can't believe you haven't roasted me about Orson Welles and the way he looks in this movie. Um... I was really anticipating that. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. you I, didn't, just... I didn't face him <laughs> until... I, I didn't place him until he said at the end, like, oh, by the way, I, I was the, the advocate, advocate. Yeah. And, like, at that point, I didn't remember who the advocate was. So. Oh, my God. So you get away <laughs> scot-free with this. That's great. Okay, never mind then. We'll move along. Um, what is Rick's pick? Um, actually, give me a second because I'm looking up the advocate, La Posse. Okay, they don't have him. 
They don't just straight up show what? a picture of him. That's crazy. If you just search the advocate? Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I searched Hang on. the advocate, La Procy. Search the trial. <laughs> He's literally the first. <laughs> The first result when you Google the advocate, the trial. Search like 1962. Put put that in there and you'll see him. Oh, it's crazy. This movie was remade with uh, oh. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is Wells. Yeah. Um, that sure is. Anyway, we can move along here. We don't have to linger on that one. Um. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say anything about it. Um. I'm not. I don't claim that man post like 19... 19- 55 probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's run through. But Rick's pick. Rick's pick. Rick's pick. Rick's pick. I'll be honest with you. I didn't actually pick one for this week. Oh, my God, Ricky. We've been doing this for like six episodes now. Seven? I, I know. We have a lot of episodes. But I couldn't think I couldn't think of a good one that wasn't anime. Um, I'll say... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here. I'll say, would you like a classic movie that i or a movie that is classic to me that i have seen or do we want to pick or would you want me to pick something off the list um i don't have an opinion either way okay now this is maybe okay this is a movie which (laughs) i think like maybe objectively (laughs) is bad like watching it cool i i've watched it and i've been like oh like this movie's kind of bad um but I enjoy it. This is the every time. This is the classic to the Ricky classic. This is a Ricky classic. Um, I enjoy it every okay. time. The suspense is killing me. I have to be in like the mood to watch it. Okay. But I, I do. I really like it. It's Cloud Atlas. Oh no! Shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I. Can, it's that's crazy. Um. Okay. Christopher references this movie all the time. Apparently, Tom Hanks is unhinged in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I okay, love. Jeez, I didn't realize it. it was three yeah. hours. It's a three-hour movie. Wow. So it's <laughs> it's based off of a book, which is written as a oh, not a sextant because that is a that is a nautical. Uh, <laughs> you mean like a six a six episode thing? Like yeah, a six there's six storylines happening, and they're all a sextet, like, perhaps. Yeah, sextet. They're all intertwined. There's a. There's a phrase for like the the musical version of that which they reference a lot in the book and the book by the way is even more unhinged than the movie. Um cool. There's a part that it takes place during like different time periods. Um right. And there's a part of it that's like in like 14th, 15th century like sailors and it's written like that. Like it's Okay. It's weird. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, let's go. You, you say less. I mean, okay, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. This, uh, it's the Wachowski sisters that directed this. So I'll oh, yeah, be yeah. very interested to, yeah. Um, I mean, the cast is crazy. I know people like have varying opinions on this movie, like, mm-hmm. but, um, there is, yeah, I'll, I'm totally interested. There's one scene that's like a little much for me. We can talk about it next week. <laughs> Um, I'm sure out of a 180-minute movie that there's at least one scene that's a little much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much that the movie does really well, and then there's just, like, there's just a little bit that, like, stops me from ever, like, recommending it or, like, calling it my favorite movie. Um, yeah. 
but I I do really really like it. I really enjoy this one. Oh, so I think it'll be have cool. you seen Speed? Have you seen Speed Racer, the movie? Uh, the original or the new one? The live action one. I haven't seen that. No. Should we do a double feature of this and Cloud Atlas? That movie, uh, uh, Speed Racer, is also a Wachowski movie, and I fucking love that movie. I was like, I went into it thinking like, oh, this is gonna be like dumb whatever like weird maximalist trash uh-huh. it's not it was fucking incredible okay. um i you know and what? i'm like again i don't have any relationship to the anime or anything so yeah um, the yeah. anime so if uh-huh, if anime. you wanted we could do now that's I'm like five hours feature. of movie that's fine i'm, if down, for the, if, I'm down for the double yeah. feature i uh, speed racer has Hell been, yeah, been like let's go. <laughs> in the back of my mind for a while but i've seen i've seen like the anime for it before so I never really put a lot of credence to it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll get around to watching it sometime. Okay, um, yeah. It, it, I, like, threw it on. I was like, all right, this is going to be a dumb, whatever, blockbuster-y, like, failure. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking cool as hell. I was yeah, like, okay. yeah, the end of that movie goes hard. So, yeah, well, let's do okay. it. Let's do it. Five hours of film on this. Let's, why not? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, sweet. Well, um, this it's was... a dual we want to watch and next week we have the dual feature of speed racer and cloud atlas join us next we time. got a rick's pick and a lane's frame yeah two in one a little twofer that's great awesome cool despite all my rage i am still just a rat in a cage so you can use whichever one now you have two sounds better yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah maybe i'll try and mix it into you and billy corgan he was so hot. Tell me I'm the only one for you. And I can't. Ah, the French. Show.